Wow. Hey, thank you so much. I'm kind of been wondering what I'm going to speak on this morning. Um, all I got yesterday afternoon is you open your mouth and you'll speak. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering, oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> uh, not to stress about it. I got a couple of things this morning that I wanted to talk about. And I think I'll just follow on from, I was going to give you the opportunity to ask, what do you want? You know, like, do you want to have the question asked, why do we see so much healing uh, overseas and we don't see the same here? Or will I talk about glory and the prophetic? And so we'll just see where we go. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was kind of thinking about this whole thing of healing and... Um, I, I remember a, a case in the last trip of a, of a woman that was crippled and, uh, and I just held her hand and she was just, as I held on to her, she was completely, her arm was made whole and we were rushed away from there into another meeting um, you know, of 500 people or something like that, five or 600 people um, in the same city. And uh, we had a meeting there of, of, uh, of 15 minutes. No, that was it. And um, so, you know, what do you say in 15 minutes? You give people the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to accept Jesus, which they do, obviously. You know, you get probably out of 500, you'd get maybe 200 people accept Christ. And then you pray for the sick, and the sick are healed. Um, and um, then you go from there. And as we're going away from this place, um, you know, kind of carried along by the security guards, um, and you kind of want to stay there, and you've walked about 200 yards, and then they say, now look around. And as you look around, there's 500 people running after you. So, you know, all wanting to be healed by Jesus. And your heart goes out to you and you think, wow, how, how can we not? How can we not go and pray for the sick when we have everything inside of us? You know, God, uh, uh, thank you for what you shared this morning. Um, God wants us to go from one level of glory to another level of glory the job of the devil is to cause us to doubt that which God has called us to. When we're going through the mundane life of, you know, dealing with situations on a daily basis, and then we think, what have we been called to? But part of that what we go through on a daily basis is actually the preparation for what God wants us to be doing, whether it is here in New Zealand, whether it is in business, whether it is in education, whatever it is, God wants us to go from one level of glory to another level of glory. Um, you know, I was thinking about this this morning and I, I didn't know why I, God wanted me to do this but um, now I understand you know in our smartphones we have a camera which does everything we just put it in our pocket and at any point we can take a photo with it and it's an acceptable type of photo but 
Jesus talked about cost and how the kingdom of God costs us. And this bag is $12,000. And it's a camera. I used to do a lot of photography when I was on the mission field. It was my relaxation. And I want to just pull out some of these today. And I want to talk about the difference between having a little thing, being satisfied with where we are, with what is a good camera, but on the other side, paying the cost and carrying the weight of what you actually carry. You see, glory is weight. It is heavy. It is a weighty thing to carry it. It is an easy thing just to be satisfied with small glory. Something that you can kind of use when you want to and take a nice photo to impress your friends and to keep memories alive. It is intentional to lift up all of this gear and take it with you to another place. It is easy to go to work in the morning. Just thank you, Jesus, for the day. And then struggle through the day and at the end of the day wonder why have I been struggling through the day. It is a different thing in the morning to spend time with God and intentionally say, I'm taking your glory into my workplace. I'm taking your glory into this situation. When we face difficulties, it is easy to listen to the lies of the devil about who you are and just take that which is in your back pocket. When we are intentional and we carry the weight into that situation, into school, into difficult relationships, into difficulties at work, into difficulties in finances. When you know that you have with you the glory of God and the weightiness of God to settle a situation. One of the things that I know as a surgeon is you don't try and do things fast. When you are slow and methodical, you are faster than when you go in and you try and tie a knot faster. Because when you try and tie a knot faster, there is that possibility that something will go wrong and bite you and you're going to spend more time in surgery than what you were going to if you had been clear and methodical. 
One of the things about carrying the weight and being intentional of saying, God, I bring you into this situation is that time seems to expand for you. You have more time to do things. Yet when we go for the cheap and the easy, it seems like we are always busy, but not achieving. In my heart at the moment is the nations. Somebody generously gave some money about three weeks ago, somebody from this church. As a result, and it was not a large amount, it was about $1,000, which is probably large for them. But that trains, at the moment, we have a week-long conference with 20 churches, 200 leaders. But wait, there's more. With that same $1,000, my national leader is going into the, uh, the villages deep in the Congo. And he will spend four weeks training leaders in 46 churches. That doesn't just happen. It has to be intentional. We need to say, this is what I am focusing on. This is what I want to achieve. And then watching God multiply what we have put in. I hope I've just been told that money is arriving from Pakistan. Now that is a miracle. <laughs> it is a miracle. I've been asked to go and graduate, I think it's five or six Bible schools that have finished and are going to be graduated. But in my heart, I have another thing, and that is that with that same uh, trip, I want to go to an unreached people group. They say that there will be pretty much all of them will accept Jesus if I go there. It's into the desert. It's hiring a bus, putting a, a trailer on it for all the gear. There will, be, there will be a team of 12 that go and we'll drive for 12 hours. And then with that, we're going to hire a truck as well. And we're going to take that, take 12 wells with us from Lahore, 12 hours into the desert to a Buddhist stronghold. Sorry, a Hindu stronghold who are unreached. And we will put down 12 wells. You know how much 12 wells costs? A lot. It will cost 1,200 US dollars. That's not a lot. <laughs> I'll say that again. 12 wells, 100, no, sorry, 10 wells or 12 wells, something like that, $120 each. They are persecuted by another religious group. And so we're going to go in there and we're going to preach the gospel. And we're going to, we're going to drill wells for them. 
so that they can get water in the desert because they have to pay and walk. They often walk about, say, 12 kilometers to 20 kilometers a day to get water. Wow. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. What God can do with little, with somebody who is prepared to do that which God has put on their heart. What is it that God has put on your heart in the business, in your education, in your work, in your ministry that God has called you to? How do you get there? And how does that happen? So, you know, it says in the scripture, it talks about the secret place, right? The secret place is where? Is it your prayer closet, right? No, it's not. Where's the secret place? Sorry? Under the wing of the Almighty. Yes, it is. But where is it? Where is the wing of the Almighty? That's the secret place. That is where the secret place is. It is inside of your heart. It doesn't say you go to the secret place. It says you go to the Father in the secret place. Where does the Father live? In here. Yes, he lives in heaven, but he also lives in here. And when we go into that place, when we come into communion with the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit, we start to see. You see, the Bible says, in your body is light, and the light comes through the eye. But Scripture also says that, the, that God will make the secret place in darkness. When we accept Jesus... The Father comes in and that which has been trans that which is darkness is transformed into light. The very same glory that came upon Jesus on the feast uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles on the Mount of Transfiguration comes inside of you. And when God comes inside of you, he gives you the ability to be able to see. Now that seeing can come through a whole lot of different ways. Paul says that all may prophesy. Say to your neighbor, all may prophesy. Are you an all today? Yes, you are. So therefore, you can prophesy. So what does prophecy do? Here is a camera. A camera has the ability to take that which is light and put it onto something which we can see and keep a record of. So the first thing 
that prophecy does is it gives you the ability to foresight. Uh, the reason why my wife is not here today is because she's doing grandma duty in, in Palmston North. You see, when we prophesy, when we wake up in the morning and we spend time intentionally with God, we have the ability to see into the distance. The ability to look at what God has for you in ministry, in education, in your work, in your family's life. It gives you the ability to be able to see clearly into the distance and what God has for you. For example, taking the prophet Agabus, he looked ahead into 44 to 40 to 55 CE and he declared a famine would occur he had the foresight to look into the future that famine was potentially the largest famine that ever existed in all times none of the famines that we have now come even close to comparing to that it was so severe that it reached from Rome, possibly Spain, all the way past Afghanistan into Pakistan. It caused the Babylonian... No, that's not true. That was a bit later. Sorry. I was about to say the Babylonian uh, population declined so much. No, actually it was the same one. It took a hundred years for the population to grow to the same level. That is how severe that uh, famine was so God when you spend time in the secret place he will give you the ability to see clearly in the distance where God wants you to be none of us have finished what we ought to have I still have a vision. I'm nearly going to get my gold card next year. When next year it comes. I have a vision to reach the nations. I have a vision to heal the sick, to see more souls being saved. You young people, you've got your whole, year, whole lifetime ahead of you. You take what you desire and you spend time in the secret place praying with the Father who lives inside of you, praying with Jesus who lives inside of you through the Holy Spirit, and God will start to speak to you about things which are in the future, but this is weighty. It's not a light thing. It is a call and it is an intentional thing in the morning to spend time with God. The next prophetic thing
which is really important in your day-to-day -day life, the, the long view gives you the target of where he wants you to be. The next thing that he gives you is uh, the wide-angled view. And I better make sure that I get the term right. It is the oversight. It is the ability to see the wide angle of what is happening in your work situation, what is happening in your business, what is happening in your church, what is happening in your youth group, what is happening in your cell group or women's meetings or whatever. It is the ability to see what is going on overall. When I was in uh, Arnhem Land, and I arrived in Arnhem Land, and the first thing that I realized was that God, that there was a spirit of poverty over the place that would reveal itself in what you, we used to jokingly call the humbug spirit, which comes with poverty. It is, oh, yappa, please give me some money, give me rupiah. Oh, yappa, you know, smokes, give me smokes. Oh, yappa, give me alcohol. And we realized that actually this wasn't just a physical thing. It was a spirit that was controlling it, and it was a spirit that we would never give into. We decided, no, this is something we will not bow down to. And a decision a lifting up of the weight of his glory, which was heavy, rather than just say, oh, you poor thing, here you are. Let me just give you a few dinero. Give me a few dollars. Just let me, you know, let me placate you. Oh, you want to smoke? Yeah, I'll go and buy some smokes, which some Christians do. I'll go buy some smokes to help you with your habit. It was a deliberate intentional thing that was birthed in prayer that within two weeks started a revival that over the next four years spread to 40% of the population and over the next six years went right across the interior and the northern territory of Australia. It was something that was seen in the spirit realm that was birthed in God. And as a result, was cause result you know when we pray for healing we shouldn't just pray general things we need to pray specifically when we are specific then we see results when we move in the word of knowledge then we see results which brings me to my silver lens
That is deliberate. It is something which takes time. It is something which causes us in the prayer closet. It doesn't just happen with a God bless me day. It happens out of a deliberate spending time with God. And as you spend time in the secret place, then God gives you insight. And insight is the ability to take close up. That's my favorite portrait lens, this one. It's the ability to be able to see and have insight into your work situation, into your school situation, into your future, into what God has planned. It is close up. It is macro. Looking right down into it. And that is the third element of the prophetic that each of you has. You may not think that you do, but you do. It is the ability, the spirit of prophecy, that which you all have, has got multiple ways that you can see. And that is the beauty of it. Doesn't matter what it is. Work situation. Financial difficulties. Ministry. Wonderful things going on is when you tend to delay the secret place. And God will honor you. He will continue to work through you. Why? Because the anointing is always there. It never leaves. doesn't matter what you've done. Even if you sin, it doesn't move. It just stays there. It comes out of the secret place where you start to see. And when God speaks, something stirs. Something inside of you gets excited and you think, Ooh. God, the creator of heaven and earth, is speaking to me. I'm going to finish there. What I want to do is I want to pray for people. I want to get hands on people. I know that what I've talked about is very spiritual, but it's also very natural as well. And it's actually really easy. It's just that the devil kind of makes prayer difficult. It makes healing, hearing from God difficult. You know, this whole thing about this, I was just kind of sitting at home and uh, this morning relaxing and preparing and just resting in God. And this, this kind of impression just floats past me. You know, and if I had been worried about something... I would never have even picked up on it. It would have just been all confused with the mind wars that we're talking about before. It wasn't, Neville, take the camera to church today. It was, oh, what a weird thing to do on a Sunday morning. Maybe that's God. Actually, I think it is God. 
actually, I could build a sermon on that. Yeah, and then Pastor Glenn just put something out there, and I think, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I want to pray for you. I want to pray breaking off those mind wars. In fact, now look, we're not going to do that. Just put your hands right on your forehead. I know we just, we've already done it. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over mind wars right now. We command them to be still in the name of Jesus. Amen. You cannot outthink the devil. He'll win every time. You need to declare. All right? Hear my wife speaking through me. Neville, stop thinking about that. Neville, go and watch TV. And by that she means put some praise and worship on. All right? So hear, right, Grandma or Mum Chris, right? That's what her name was on the mission field, Mummy Chris. Hear Mummy Chris, all right? Stop worrying. Stop trying to outthink the devil. You'll fail every time. Make a declaration. I thank you for what you have done in my life so far. You will do it again. And what we're going to do is, if you do need prayer in regard to getting a stronghold broken over your life, that is just like a mind worm that you need, then come on up. But if you want to see more, sometimes you just need somebody to lay hands on you. That's why the Bible says lay hands on people. To the ministry team to lay hands on you to release foresight, foresight, insight, and oversight. All right, foresight, foresight, insight, and oversight. Those are the four things that you have in the prophetic that are yours. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am all. That means it includes you. God bless you. Glenn.